Welcome to Woman Up Podcast. This is... I'm Sarah the Rebel. And I'm O Katrina. And this is Woman Up Podcast. Podcast. This is... God. We've had like a two week break. I just need we you have, guys you're right. to we can't bear be with me we while I deal. We can't be mad that, you know, it wasn't perfect the first time. It's we fun. had... We were we were rolling on that... We that, uh, that opening very it, it was good for a while yeah now it's Ooh. fucked up again uh, welcome back to the show welcome <laughs> this is the podcast where uh we two crazy cat lady feminists talk about geeky things like video games and our favorite movies and superheroes um we have a main topic every week but we also go through all the latest geeky news and we wrap it up with chick pics uh the topic where we tell you about some things ladies are doing that we think you should look at woo We've had a pretty busy past few weeks, mainly because uh, New York Comic Con, Geek Girl Con, and several other incredible things happened, so we're just going to run through what we've got, uh, starting off with more disappointing Marvel movie news. <laughs> we should make a new section called Disappointing Marvel Movie News. We, should, we, we need a, a tip time. of the hat, wave of the finger, specifically for Marvel just Studios. For Marvel. It's so funny, <laughs> so I went and found an article... Um, that talked a little bit about what we're about to say, you mm-hmm. know, just so I could know, like, if there's anything super deep I would need to know about it. Mm-hmm. And I actually went and looked at who wrote it, because I was really shocked that it was a guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was all the shit that we said last time about Ant-Man, <laughs> just like, uh, like, yeah, it was like, yeah, it was a really great movie, except for, you know, how it was an analogy for how Marvel treats women. Like, yes, we know you're good enough, just hang on, sorry. We're yeah. Gonna... It was like, wow. She back a little more. You're right, this thing. Um, so the actual news is that uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp has been announced for 2018. Um, you would think we'd be happy about this, but there are a few caveats. And I'm not saying we're not happy about it. Um, but a few of the caveats include the fact that uh, Captain Marvel will now be pushed to 2019. We have to wait that long to see whether Marvel is insane enough to cast Ronda Rousey as this character, which I really hope they're not. And I don't know if I can wait that long. Nope. Somebody else did point out, though, it is interesting that Captain Marvel is one of the only movies that we know nothing about. Yeah. Compared to all the other movies, like, we have nothing tied to it. So it's also possible, some people were suggesting, that they just haven't found the talent that they wanted or that the talent that they want isn't available at this point in time. Hmm. Um, but either way, y'all can't keep telling us that female superheroes are coming and then keep pushing your solo movie back. Like, it's fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, now, the Black Panther movie has been pushed, but it's been pushed forward to Black History Month, oddly enough. So if that movie doesn't do well during Black History Month, then that movie was just... It's poop, and there's nothing that could have been done to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so, back to Ant-Man and the Wasp. First of all, I'm just like, why y'all even putting Ant-Man in there? But whatever, I know why. It's because Marvel. Um, but I, my hopes for the movie are that they truly, actually deliver on what they promised. You know, mm-hmm. as, like I said, I'll, I'll link you guys to this article because it's just everything that I've ever felt and said out loud about the problem with Ant-Man and with the Wasp. Mm-hmm. Um, which is that we had a superhero already. We didn't need Ant-Man. Like, Hope would have been just fine on her own. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be really great to see this romantic comedy action show with two lovers who are superheroes just snipping at each other the whole time. Like, mm-hmm. that could be really interesting. Mm-hmm. But do it. Don't have it be him having to rescue the Wasp. 
Don't have it be them separated for most of the movie. Don't have it be uh, he has to teach her how to use a suit because I won't believe that at all. Yeah, like, no. <laughs> Not at all. This is, right. I mean, like, it's definitely something I'm worried about because we do have Assassin's Creed Syndicate coming out later this month and from the beginning they were like, it's equal, it's equal, it's equal, it's equal and it's like, all I see is the brother. Like, all you're doing is the brother. The brother is the only one in events, blah, blah, blah. So it just, it worries me. Like, it, it's definitely, it's their test to show, like, uh, a male and female movie that does well, like a teen movie, even though I wanted it back when it was called Budapest, um, before Jeremy Renner started opening his mouth. <laughs> That's what I wanted. I wanted that Black Widow and Hawkeye buddy movie, but hey, you know, uh, now we've got this, this romantic lover movie, and uh, it's going to be that team up, and... You know, I'm just going to see how it does, because, like, it's not like Marvel is being told that we don't want female heroes. Half the reason Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has done so well and stayed out there for so long is because of its strong female characters. Mm -hmm. Agent Carter, smash hit, Jessica Jones, people can't stop talking about it. Like, you look at these heroines and you're like, look at how much people want them. Why aren't we getting them on the big screen? So it's just a big disappointment that, like, it, it's, it keeps being like, wait, oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, wait, right. oh, wait. Like, it just... Mm. Like like the article I shared said, it's like that entire movie, the treatment of hope was an analogy for the way Marvel treats female superheroes. Mm-hmm. It's like, the promise of the suit in the room is yeah. what we've been getting so far. Black Widow is the only one we've truly seen. I know people like to say, oh, Scarlet Witch, but I mean, honestly, from that movie, I felt nothing. Mm-hmm. I felt no connection from her. I didn't really feel like they explained her. We didn't hear her talk that often like except when she was like this is the plot i will explain to you now (laughs) yeah so um i'm you know i guess i'll just keep saying the same refrain all of us women and some men have been saying which is you know i hope to see better i'll keep waiting yeah be here waiting yep um so we did have if i met jeremy renner in person i want to answer a a comment from the chat yes i would tell him he's ugly and his mama is ashamed of him uh, I actually had the opportunity to meet Jeremy Renner in person, and I interviewed the guy next to him instead. So. <laughs> uh, mm. <laughs> it was in a press line. I'm I was sorry, like, I don't need to talk to a potato I just, today. I just, I just made my interview longer so that his press person would skip over me. Um, so that's yeah, good. there's that. That's how, that's how I got away with not talking to Jer- Jeremy Renner. I don't need any potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Just turn away. So there's a lot of New York Comic Con happenings going on. Uh, one of the biggest highlights was the Jessica Jones uh, premiere. Um, you guys, I'm sure, have all seen the trailer. This show looks awesome. It looks like the gritty, badass, lady superhero movie or show that we have not been granted yet. This is... Jessica Jones is someone who walks around and doesn't shave every once in a while and doesn't care. She's an unabashedly proud character, and I'm excited to see her come to, to the forefront of the, of the Marvel TV slate because this introducing Jessica before Luke is a really cool and interesting idea, and then rolling Luke Cage in right after that so that it ties in is going to be really cool, but there is so much hype. And there's only been positive uh, reflection because back in the day, once upon a time, people were not happy with Daredevil. Mm -hmm. And it was the New York Comic Con. And uh, Marvel works some magic, changed it around into an incredible show, honestly. And I can only hope for the best from Jessica Jones. 
and that's because they set the bar that high. So if it is as good as Daredevil, I expect it to be better, then I I think it'll be pretty awesome. Right. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I agree. Um, Was there anything else that came out of New York Comic Con that isn't on our list that you wanted to talk about since Uh, you actually went? Or do you want to talk a little bit about your experience and how much fun you had in your panel and any of that stuff? Oh, yeah. I'll do like a quick little roundup. We had the Women in Geek Media panel and uh, we were joined uh, alongside my editor-in-chief, Alicia Krause. So uh, we were joined by Jamie from Black Girl Nerds, one of our favorite people in the world. In the world. (laughs) In the world. Actually, for me, that entire panel, I think there's maybe two people on it who aren't my favorite people in the world, so. I'm one of them. You're, you're, <laughs> what the hell, Katrina? Get your little 70 bullshit out of here. It can go. Take a look. But we had, we had Jamie, we had <laughs> Sam Maggs, who is the author of Fangirl's Guide to the Galaxy, uh, Deb Aoki, who is a manga editing legend, uh, Jody Hauser, who currently writes the Orphan Black comic book. Like, this lineup was crazy, and I don't know how we ended up that lucky, but the panel went over well. There were men in the audience Taking, writing down notes. Like, this is how they write because they're men? No. Like, I don't know how to write. They had, like, notepads, and they were actively engaged in, like, how do I make this industry better? And um, and we got, like, one question that, like, basically went off and was like, well, what? From a, a, a young girl uh, who wrote for some angry fanboy website, something like that. I forgot exactly what it was called, but... The title of it was along the gist of Angry Fanboys, and she got up and she was like, well, you know, I feel like women would do better in the industry if feminism didn't hate men so much. And I was like, sweetie! And then Sam just put it to rest. She was like, like, look, here's what feminism is, and if you are an intersectional feminist, which is how you should be, you include men's issues in your... It is about everyone being equal. It is about everyone feeling important and feeling empowered and living in a world where neither none of us are more than the other. And oh, she said it in a much more eloquent and fantastic right. way, and it was great. Uh, she got a round of applause that she should have, and well, that girl I, like slinked right out of the panel. I was about to say maybe, maybe <laughs> now I feel bad, uh, good that I was not on that panel because I probably would have taken everyone's paper very quietly and made little balls and then just start boom. <laughs> there was this one girl in the front that was just like she just mumbled. She was like, "I think that's a personal problem for you." And I was like, that's so funny. Like, I'm sorry. Do you hate men? <laughs> no, we don't hate men. We, I like. Guys. I hate that stereotype. That, yeah. Like, you know, I saw a really funny post on Facebook. Only funny mm. because it's in like a sad, funny kind of way. Mm. It was like when um, when men do sexist things against women they feel that they shouldn't have to apologize, and none of them have ever said, now, I don't hate women, mm. you know, it's just that they should be in the kid, like, you don't ever hear that, but if a woman even slightly criticizes her own position of the world, people are like, do you hate men? Why do you hate men? Yeah. It's like, can I criticize my life without fucking hating a thing? As a bisexual woman, I can tell you that I appreciate men in, in very different, Y'all know I love the dick. I love men. <laughs> love them. I've had, again, great many wonderful men in my life, many of them in that audience taking notes and wanting to engage in this because they give a shit. Like, they give a shit about everyone being on equal terms. So, overall, it was a great panel. went off really great. We packed the house. We had a standing room. um, And I'm just really, really glad that that went off well. Uh, Other New York Comic Con news involved Sarah Michelle Gellar crying at the Rebels panel. I have to... Okay. Relive this. Okay, so right, go. so they had the Star Wars Rebels panel. She's going to be playing the seventh sister who is uh, a villain in the upcoming season. And this girl came up and started, they were talking about seventh sister. And then she was like, look, I just 
you know, before I wanted to go, I wanted to thank you because Buffy has influenced almost every decision in my life and so so important. And she, like, went into it and the girls started crying. And then the moment the girls started crying, Sarah Michelle started just... Like, she was bawling and she ran to that girl and they were, like, both oh, crying. Oh, no, now that you told me, I could get yeah, tears she, in Yeah, like, she was crying and, like, <laughs> all of us were crying. It was just... It was a mess. Like, full audience of Star Wars fans going, oh, Buffy. It's like, amazing. It was it was incredible. Like, it was a great panel. Season 2 just started, or started back up today. Um, so if you missed it because you're watching our show, make sure you catch it later on the Disney XD app. Um, outside of that, there was a lot of X-Files stuff, and I ran into Lucy Lawless for, like, two seconds, which was really cool. Like, she was in the hallway. I just took a breath with you. Like, you yeah. I was like, she, so Lucy Lawless, like, glows, like, in real life. She was in the hallway going to, like, some panel or something, but she wasn't in, like, a super rush when I saw her. And I, like, went up because I, I had foregone the chance to interview her because I, I'm not super into Ash versus Evil Dead. And I just, the only reason I would have wanted to talk to her and Bruce would be like, so... Zena. Zena. <laughs> yeah. How are they these days? Like, what are they up to? Do you think I, that they ever banged? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But, yeah, so I ran into her, and I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so interesting and wonderful to meet you here. Like, favorite con, favorite person. It was much more eloquent than that, and she was, like, so cool. And she was like, you have no idea what that means. I get told this all the time, but it hits me, like, every single time to see people who who are, like, empowered and strong because of what I did, like, and I was like, ah, ah, you're so perfect, and then she floated away on her beautiful cloud of New Zealand fairy tales. I love Zena so much. It is amazing. Um, so moving along, because, oh, we're actually making pretty good time, um, would you like to take this next one? Because um, it is sweet justice. So, hey guys, do you remember how, like, there's this <laughs> Peter Pan movie that nobody asked for, and, um... You know, they spent all this money on, and, uh, oh, it's it's gonna be different, though, because we're not casting people based on their race. Unless they're the main character, then they have to be white, because that's who we are, and it's mm-hmm. Hollywood. But other than that, you don't have to be native to play a Native American character. We're gonna change everything! Yeah, that shit bombed. It bombed. It's, uh, set up to lose about 150000 or wait, how much? I can't Like, a crap load of number. money, honestly. I think 150000 Oh shit! It, it cost them a hundred and fifty million, and only made fifteen million. Holy shit! At least those actors made off with all that money. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to take my paycheck and go back and finish Wolverine. Like, <laughs> 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 he just imagine the stack of money like teeth. like. <laughs> I feel no sympathy for them because yet again, oh my this god, was, this was a really huge example of just not getting it and Hollywood just seems to keep not getting it like mm-hmm. Disney fans don't want to see more of the old movies they want to see new things mm-hmm. that they haven't seen before so many Disney fans are saying the same things they're like that's why Cinderella didn't do that good either mm-hmm. it's like we've seen Cinderella and we love it and there's pretty much nothing you can do to make Cinderella better mm-hmm. especially because we had that brandy version of Cinderella which so was awesome yeah. like amazing so remaking these older white centric movies is not what anybody fucking wants we want to see new characters or we want to see new diversity brought into our characters we don't want to see another little fucking white boy going on an adventure it's just not that interesting anymore we've been seeing it our whole lives and i you know i actually was thinking about this the other day like did 
my family, when I would talk to the older people in my family, mm-hmm. they were always less enthusiastic about movies mm. than I was. About new movies. Old movies they loved. But they never really got excited to go see a new movie. They, and they would always say the sort of thing, like, oh, I already know how it's going to end, or I already know what's going to happen, or I didn't know. And I, I feel like this must happen to everyone who grows up with movies, is it gets to the point where you're like, I've seen the same Buildings Roman over and over and over. I mm-hmm. want something different. Um, and movies haven't been around all that long, so maybe it's taken a little while for Hollywood to be like, yeah, I gotta get with this program, because big fucking floating ship in bubbles, they could have named this some other shit, and I might have gone to see it, mm-hmm. if it wasn't Peter Pan. Like, why not take this amazing concept and call it some other shit? Exactly. Sorry, I went on a mini rant. Didn't it also release, like, on Columbus Day weekend? Ha 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 Appropriate! Hilarious! <laughs> Because uh, they Columbus Native American. Uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, this actually was something big at, at New York Comic Con and something that I actually really fell in love with when I was there. DC Superhero Girls, that campaign just started. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fucking wonderful. Like, it it was okay. I guess it was just, like, the hype of it, but my, I've been going to con since I was a little girl. And so the experience of me going to the cons uh, as a little girl and having all these special things done for me because I was a small, adorable child at the time, it's just very precious and wonderful to me. So to see the DC Superhero Girls booth filled with little girls wearing superhero capes uh-huh. who were just actively engaged and, like, so excited to be there and seeing, like... Wonder Woman and Bumblebee and everybody, oh, yay, everyone's so perfect and for me. Because, you know, like, when you're a tomboy, like, regardless, you were discouraged at certain points in your life if you are not the mold within the nerd, like, industry. But if you're a tomboy, it's a little easier to mesh. Your interests are already there. You don't want girly girl stuff. We're finally at a point where girl like little girly girls can go alongside those little tomboys and the little tomboy can like dark gritty wonder woman and that little girly girl can like high school wonder woman right and it's not discouraged this is it's high not school look- wonder woman <laughs> it, well it's not looked at that way it's not like high school wonder woman runs like a girl high school wonder woman kicks ass like she kicks ass but she just looks really cute and has a doll doing it like there's nothing different about that and that, that was really cool to me. Like, it, some people might think, oh, it's girly, so it's stupid. But, like, coming from someone who doesn't generally like girly things, I thought it was delightful. Yeah. Like, I thought it was great. Right. I mean, part of the joy of, like, for me, being a girl is that you can have a wide variety of interests. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think it's great. Like I said, when I first went to the Halloween store and I saw there was, like, princess version of Spider-Man, mm-hmm. I didn't think, oh, girls can't dress as Spider-Man. They're trying to say the girls have to be the prince version of Spider-Man. It's also, there are probably a lot of fucking girls that want to be princess Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a very specific kind of blend of, like, girly, but I also like this thing. Mm-hmm. And I love that we're starting to pander, in a way, to that. Like, that we're starting to be like, here is this audience that's been waiting for it, mm-hmm. and that they're smart enough to be like, we can get girls, and we can get guys, and we can get tomboys, and we can get girly boys. Like, we can get anything. Mm-hmm. Just make that shit. Make more pink male superhero shit, too. Mm-hmm. You're rude. Princess Vader is, like, one of my favorite yes. things. It's very common, mm-hmm. and, like, there are little girls who just wear little normal Vader costumes, but right. then there are little girls who, like, wear them with tutus. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that, so... Hulk in a tutu is still my favorite tutu <laughs> version. <laughs> yes. 
Um, so yeah, it was. It was. I mean, like it was a great little promo. I thought it was really fun and inclusive. And if you had like a little girl who was at her first convention and she was a girly girl, like it definitely gave her a home to be at and say like you're supposed to be here among all these vast nerds. Like, right. You're welcome here. So I thought that was really really cool. Um, definitely. Any anytime we can show this stereotype of the geek world being a guy focused thing is mm-hmm. not true. Is mm-hmm. a thing that I'm for. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, uh, Battlefront. Woo-hoo! I played Star Wars Battlefront. I played the beta. Sorry, shouldn't mm-hmm. say that. Um, I played the single player mission, and I played the um, actual PvP. Mm-hmm. As most of you guys know, I'm not a fan of PvP. Uh, I basically spent the entire time just dying, screaming, getting confused, and thinking somebody was my enemy when they were <laughs> not, wondering who the fuck shot me, and falling into holes. Mm-hmm. Um, on the single player side, which I was more interested in because that's what I would be doing, um, I was really pleased. Cap One came over and we played the couch co-op version oh, with cool. a split screen. Mm-hmm. I really like that a lot better than playing it by myself. Uh, there's, it's so hard nowadays to find games that I can play with the person sitting next to me on the couch. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really interesting. However, I'm really hoping that they just showed us that map because it was the easiest to make and it's beta and it's the simplest mm-hmm. um but it just it felt a little boring mm-hmm. except for when the ATSC came out and all my childhood fears from playing Shadow of <laughs> the Empire came back like hearing the noise like the noise oh, it makes oh god yeah <laughs> you can actually watch the video I just spent the entire time screaming and running away from it because it reminded me of that when you fight in Hoth mm-hmm. and you're in that hangar and the ATSD is like, you got to fight that bitch. And you're like, I have nothing. What am yeah. I supposed to do? <laughs> um, that's how I felt. Yes. Um, so, but And it was interesting how they have floating things that you pick up as your power-ups and cards are your power-ups. That was like, I don't know, kind of strange. Like, we're in a world where you could potentially have limitless technology. Mm-hmm. Why not build it into the technology of the world instead of making it a card or a floaty thing in the air? Like... You went through all this trouble to build a tent that can be destroyed with gunfire, and you couldn't let me, like, find health instead of touching a heart that floats in the air? I don't... That was weird. Yeah, it's... I mean, it was definitely... Like, I felt like that was one of the big faults, because it it feels like it wasn't trying to be so much a Battlefront game as, like, a, oh, well, this is what's in every shooter, so, like, everyone's gonna know what to do here. Like, they're not gonna go item hunt, they're just gonna bloop and go. And, like, I can understand why they did it, because there's a lot of stupid people who play video games, but, like, I'm tr- Are those stupid no, people honest, Star Wars stupid people. I'm sorry, every fan who has their no, stupid people. No, 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 it's true, but what I'm saying is, like, I feel like somebody who's that deep into Star Wars, that they want to get the game because mm-hmm. of Star Wars, we tend to be, like, if you like sci-fi, you tend to be more of a person who wants shit to be really realistic to the yeah, world. Yeah, absolutely. So I like that's, that's cause still in, an interesting choice. In Destiny, you still have to kind of rummage around and figure mm-hmm. out where your stuff is, even when you're on, like, a PvP map. So, um, I, I love the way, like, more than anything, I love the way it looks. It's very, very immersive, which is what I liked about it, but, um... I don't know, like, I'm still, like, you know, even as a huge Star Wars fan, I'm on the fence about Battlefront, because I'm not an FPS person. I don't know how long it'll last me as a game, like, how long I'll play it until it's boring, and I don't want to play it anymore. But they just announced a a season pass, Mm -hmm. which means they'll have, like, more stuff coming out. season pass is $50. Yes. So, that's, like, $120 you're going to spend on this game total if you get the season pass. Yeah. Crazy. Mediocre! That's all I feel like yelling. Video games, dude. That's some crazy shit. So, it's... 
I'm still on the fence about it. I'm like, definitely, I, I'm not on the fence. I know that it's not for me. Yeah, I, I know that I would want to play it, but it's something that's like, I feel like I want to let my boyfriend buy it and play it at his place a whole bunch, because it's not quite my Star Wars game. I'm a Shadows of the Empire kind of girl. Right. I'm waiting for the RPGs to come out. Right. Um, which, by the way, my Shadows of the Empire thingy, if we're going to mention it, was the fight with IG-88. Yes. That she gave yes. me nightmares oh my God. for days. I could For days. The first few times, I would just have to hand my nephew the controller and be like, can you play him? Because he's scaring the shit out of me. He's scary Like, he would just pop up behind you and just like, what the fuck? You blend right in, motherfucker. He's so scary. No, scary, yeah, scary, scary. And my other thing that would scare me in the game until I got used to it were the big, were they wampas? Is that what they were? Yeah. Uh-huh. Where you, he would just be like, do do you're just like walking down a path and then suddenly he was there. Like, ah, ah, you knock out one of the boxes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I guess let's try and speed through these last few so we can talk about our main topic. Um, Howard the Duck and Squirrel Girl are teaming up. Super exciting. I hope it's just totally ridiculous. Yes. Triple X 3 has a director. It's DJ Caruso. Um, All I will say is I know a lot of you guys are out there hating, but I love Triple X. I think it was great, and you can suck my dick. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, wait, we're really quick. One New York Comic Con memory that I do want to bring up that was amazing was the Blade Rave. I was excited before, but when I went, it was stupid good. Stupid. I have no idea what I was expecting. Three levels of amazingness. I got the VIP treatment because I was media. Um, for some reason, VIP did not include bottle service or anything. Like that. Those people paid like $120, which I would not have. Um, but, to, you know, that's pretty much the only ugly thing I have to say about it. Uh, they had actors who were in character all night. I actually had a run-in with security because my friend, my plus one, ended up outside and I hadn't put her name down because I had just replaced an old plus one who got sick uh, with her. And uh, I was trying to head outside and security was like, you can't go outside or else we're not going to let you back in. And I was like, I'm an idiot. Do you really want me to write about that? Right. And then out of fucking nowhere, the actor playing Deacon Foster came up behind me and was like, is there a problem here? And he went out and retrieved my friend, guided us all around the venue, showed off like a fucking cocky asshole, and then he like left us with like two glasses of rum and coke, and I was like, I'm rooting for him now. (laughs) It was crazy! And then, you could like, if you looked really hard, you could find Blade stalking around all night until the final battle, which was expertly choreographed. Like, I don't know how they found random actors to be that good and fight that way. And then everyone was just covered in blood at the end of the night because it rained down upon you. I saw that, like I saw a picture of Comfort Girl just like, <sighs> yeah, Comfort Girl just, like, was there. covered like, in blood. We we hung out. That was pretty dope. I saw her. I was like, oh my god, it's Jessica. So we hung out for like a good deal of the night. Uh, yeah, Crystal Method uh, finished the night, and it was just it was awesome. It was awesome. Very impressive. Shout outs to Barbecue Films for that. Please do West Coast events next. <laughs> yeah, um, I. I've never been more jealous than when I started seeing those pictures for it. I was just like... That was fucking... I had no idea what to expect, so awesome stuff. Um, Final big Marvel news. Spider-Woman, Spider-Gwen, and Silk are joining forces in one awesome triage of amazingness. It's going to be called Spider-Women, and I just want to point something out. I never noticed this before. So the writers and artists on each one, right? Mm -hmm. Dennis Hopeless... Javier Rodriguez, mm-hmm. Jason Louder, Robbie Rodriguez, <laughs> and Robbie Thompson, and Stacey. <laughs> they should do a fucking mashup. Their names all linked together. <laughs> what the fuck? What shit that is, is this? I just want one guy called Robbie Rod in it. <laughs> like, Robbie Rod. 
<laughs> He's the new bad guy. He's the um, new bad guy. I just find that kind of crazy. But um, the concept is going to be that they've come into Spider Gwen's universe, and um, crazy alternate universe shit's going to go down. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited. I'm very, very excited for that. So that's going to be a new one to look for. Um, uh, out of Star Wars, there is one more new comic coming, and it's about Obi Wan and young Anakin. Which, as we if like you're to into call it, Annie. Annie! Uh, and straight up Annie, like, right after episode one Annie, so he's still got his braid and everything. First lightsaber before he loses, like, five in a row. Uh, so, yeah, it, I mean, it's super exciting if you're into, like, that kind of if stuff. you're into that kind of thing. I love lore. I'm gonna read it, like, whatever. But, yeah, th- that's coming out, too. So that's all of our uh, announcements. So our main topic... Yes. A rather juicy one that's oh, been hot on the cosplay see some scene. Fucking rage come out tonight, boys and girls. <clears throat> Blackface in cosplay. <laughs> yes. Just let's come out and say it. It's been a really, really, really big topic as of late, and I have heard to hell and back all sorts of opinions on it. Many of which I don't agree with. Many which are dumb. How about dumb? We just say they're it? dumb they're opinions. Dumb. I'm sorry, they're dumb opinions, but. Yeah. But, it, you know, like, people are debating on it, like, they have the right to, and uh, it's it's become, like, something huge. And there have been a lot of cosplayers who have come out and said, you know what, I did that when I was younger, and I had no idea, and I look back on it, and it's the worst thing I've ever done in cosplay. Because mm-hmm. I didn't know. I didn't know what that meant. Right. So, we're going to start from the top and bring it on down. So, first things first, um, the biggest thing that seems to be a misunderstanding among non-black people is what is blackface as far as um, when is it considered blackface. Mm. And the answer that the majority of black cosplayers and black geeks who cared to comment on it is that anytime you are darkening your skin to look like another race, it is offensive. Mm -hmm. Um, I will also go even further to say anytime you're altering your skin color to look like another race, it's offensive. This includes, I've seen people putting a slight yellow tone so they can be Asian. Um, I've seen Asian people trying to make themselves look white. Uh, I think that it would be easiest overall if we just said, as a general rule, if you're thinking that you have to change your skin color to be a character who's another race from you, you're probably wrong, but we're going to go into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but So as a general rule, what is offensive to black people, we're just going to narrow it down, is uh, very specifically when Asian people or white people paint their face brown. And, uh, it's, it's, and I don't know why people are debating so strongly over it. Usually, like, okay, if I hit Sarah in the face and Sarah says, don't hit me in the face, that hurts, I'll know that I did Sarah wrong, and I'm not gonna hit her in the fucking face anymore. Right! Because it's the wrong thing to do. Right! Because I know it's wrong, and it makes her upset, and I care! Like, that should be the end-all, be-all of it. If someone says, that hurts me because of something I've experienced, you stop, because you're not an asshole. Right. So I've seen a few people comment on um, Curie's and on uh, Jesse Pridemore's status where they're saying things like, um, uh, oh, well, I, I don't understand. And they've res- they're two white people, just so you know. They have responded like, you know, sometimes as white people, we're not going to understand certain things that other races experience or other genders experience or other sexualities experience, but if people are telling us a thing, we should listen to it, which is a very simple concept, like Katrina just said. Um, And it was so funny, you know, um, Jesse was one of the people who posted about um, having done it in the past and having learned from it and saying, please just don't do this. And she tweeted later, she was, because I read some of her comments and I was about to go to fuck off. Mm. But she tweeted later, she's like, white people are telling me in my post where I'm apologizing for doing something racist that I'm, 
it wasn't racist, and I just don't know what to do right now. <laughs> like, like on one of Kiri's posts, somebody said, well, what if my son wants to go as Black Panther for Halloween? I have to tell him no, and... Black Panther wears a mask! First of all, Black Panther wears a mask. But second of all, that's where your mind goes? My child won't be allowed to paint themselves as another race! In an incredibly offensive thing because black people's feelings are hurt? How dare they interfere with my child's desire to be Black Panther? <laughs> what? First off, fake geek. Fake geek. <laughs> uh, second of all, everybody was like, yeah, he can still go as Black Panther. He I think a really, a really simple concept uh, that has been told to me by a woman of color um, is you, when you paint yourself another race... You never have to live like another race. You can wash your face at the end of the day, and you'll never have to be told that you can't get this job because you're too ghetto, or you can't like, or you can't get a job because your name sounds too ghetto, or you or can't, you wear your hair natural. Yeah, you, you yeah, like, or you you're you're told that you look too white or too whatever because you're not. You're never gonna have to live that. I'm never gonna have to live that. If I were to do that, I could wipe it off. I could just wipe it away and not and nothing would affect me. So that's why it's so impactful. That's why it hurts. Right. Like that's what people need to understand is you are effectively hurting someone else when you do this. And the other thing that I find really offensive about it is that um, it's almost like whenever this conversation comes up, it just reminds me that so many white people apparently really see color before they see anything else. Mm -hmm. And that's what hurts me personally as a mixed person who feels like I can be very compassionate to all sides, all the people that I'm related to. I'm like, I feel like sometimes white people are right and sometimes black people are right and sometimes we're all fucking wrong. Mm -hmm. But in this case, seeing that so many white people don't even realize that what they're telling us is you are your skin color. I look at you and I don't see you. I don't see Susie. I see black person named mm. Susie. If you have to paint yourself to be a character, it means that you can't seem to see that character as anything other than their race. Like, oh, how will people know I'm um, fucking Vivian from Dragon Age if I don't paint myself to look like a chocolate person? P.S. That bitch looked crazy. She's one of the reasons we had this conversation because a girl decided to paint her face look like Vivian. She looked like she just spilled a bunch of melted chocolate all over her face. But anyway, mm. it's like, I don't know, maybe her incredibly distinctive headdress will tip us off that it's Vivian. Yeah, it's like she has, she doesn't just walk around in a t-shirt and pants like she, Jesus, Jesus Vivian. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's so incredibly hurtful to me because I'm like, anyone who's like, I don't see color, I'm like, nope, you obviously fucking That's exactly do. exactly what you do. Um, and I do just want to read something real quick if you don't mind. Please. Um, Jay Justice, if you don't know her, is a black cosplayer. You may have seen her on the cover of a comic as She-Hulk. Um, she's really awesome. She does all these different cosplays. Anyway, she received a message from somebody when she posted her Wonder Woman um, cosplay. And someone said, since when is Wonder Woman black? No offense. Y'all get me with this no offense shit. I'm not racist, but... <laughs> <laughs> and she responded, <clears throat> since 1973. P.S. She's referring to Nubia, Wonder Woman's fucking sister who is black. Wonder Woman is a title given to the Amazon warrior who is worthy of the name and the responsibility. Several different people have been Wonder Woman. Race has nothing to do with it. Furthermore, she is a fictional character, a role model, and a hero to millions of people from every background. No offense, but why are you choosing to place a relevance on race when it comes to dressing up and playing around? Even if there is no black Wonder Woman, imagination is not limited to white people. 
Would you tell a little black girl in a tiara in a Wonder Woman outfit that Wonder Woman isn't black? No. Then why are you telling it to me? And if the answer is yes, you would remind that little black girl of her place in this world, of her lack of value in the minds of people who are privileged enough to have never needed to question whether or not they can be heroes, then please take a moment to think about what really drove you to send me this message and what kind of person that makes you. Have a blessed day. Mm-hmm. That. The idea that we can't be superheroes. Like, okay, Sarah, if there's not a mixed uh, Indian, black, and white superhero, you can't, you can't be a superhero. Sorry, Sarah. You can't cosplay anybody. You don't, you don't match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the, trust me, there are pretty much no Chilean superheroes. So if someone decided that I had to stick directly to my race, I'd be screwed. On top of that, at the very end of the day... I don't see black cosplayers painting themselves white. Right. I don't. It doesn't Never. happen. You know what they do? If they're not doing like directly costume accurate representations, they're doing something better. They're doing a Sailor Moon with black hair, or you know, Wonder Woman with an afro, or something that means something to them. Their spin on it that's creative and cool and awesome. So even if you know. You have that choice. Right. You can cosplay as Michonne. Maybe you do Michonne with a different kind of hairstyle that matches your race. Maybe you get that creative. Right. Like, if you don't want to do the dreads, you can do your kind of hair to match your skin color. You're still Michonne. You still got the bandana, the dead zombies on the chains. Right. Like, you're still obviously very recognizably Michonne. Yeah. And I went to a Halloween party, and there were three Asian girls in front of me, and I stared at them for, like, two seconds, and I was like, oh, my God, they're TLCs. <laughs> That is awesome. They didn't paint themselves. They didn't buy black people wigs and put on afros. They did their hair in what their version of that style would be. They put on a fucking bandage on left eye's cheek, and they wore their sweatpants and their shit, and anyone walking by was like, oh, it's TLC. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, the rest of us are not, (laughs) like, unable to tell who you're trying to be. Like, I don't know why you... So, ultimately, if you do blackface, I look at you and I think you're a very stupid person. Right. Like, you're, you're just so really stupid, stupid you, you and uncreative. You people apart and... Mm-hmm. <laughs> and see, that's the thing. Like, one of the one of the ladies, another woman of color, who was arguing against it, uh, or arguing for using blackface in cosplay, said, well, I don't think you should stifle creativity. And I'm like, you that's not a stifle. Yeah, right. it's not a stifling to creativity. It therein lies a challenge. Right. Therein lies... Your challenge is a cosplayer to think up something that works with you. When you sew a cosplay, if I were to be Wonder Woman, I wouldn't make the direct proportions that Wonder Woman right. has. Exactly. I would sew it to my body type. I would cover right. parts of my thighs that I feel like covering that make me comfortable. Right. And that's what you do when you cosplay. Right, when you cosplay. <laughs> it's your version of it. And yeah. it should be your version of it. Um, so, so that's a basic quick and dirty of it is if, if somebody says that this thing is hurtful, you should listen to them, and it is not hurting you in any way not to get to do it. And it's not hurting your children, imagined or real, (laughs) to not get to do it. And I would also like to believe if you have a son who, a white son who really wants to be Black Panther, that your son is probably also cool enough not to want to be brown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the thing. <laughs> um, and, and yes, I, I, what one of the comments, what um, Choi Sauce said, hi Henry, um, is that it also tends to be a tokenism version of, you know, that race. That's another big problem. Mm-hmm. And this problem extends into Halloween, which is why it's a great topic for October. Mm-hmm. If you see a costume that is a Native American or... Um, a black person from the 70s, which is very popular for some reason, a black pimp, which is also very popular, 
um, Asian costumes, just, you know, stay away from those. Mm-hmm. If you really, really, really want to wear a costume of another race at some other point in your life, because, hey, it's never cool to do that for Halloween, mm-hmm. for something fun and funny, you could become a part of an organization, join a group, go online and research and see if there are meetups or anything where you could actually learn from that culture what those things mean to them and what the significance of those are. So an example, so I'm not being vague, like if you really love kimonos, go learn about a tea ceremony and mm-hmm. or learn about how kimonos go on and what each number of kimonos signify, what, mm-hmm. the, what those designs on it signify. If you want to learn about Native Americans, go to a reservation, pay for some of the things that they teach you there, P.S., because reservations really need your money and you should mm-hmm. do that, and learn about the culture and get to earn this, you know? Like, don't just take it for granted that this is a costume you can put on and take off because for other people, it's not a costume that they can put on and take off. They don't have that privilege. Mm-hmm. So just be be respectful of each other. It's not that hard. It's not going to kill you. Empathy. Empathy, my friends. Oh, oh God damn it! I can't be a Native American and everything is ruined. I'm so sad. I can't go sit in your house. People who are practically extinct. Do you even know the names of the Native American people who live yeah. here? Like, if you can't even answer that question, then you can't do what I'm about yeah. to tell you you can do. I was about to say, you can sit in your house and put on a headdress and look in the mirror. If it really makes you happy. But if you can't even name a damn Native American tribe, you don't get to do that. Because how could we know Christopher Columbus' name, but we don't know the name of the Indian people that he first spoke with? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know the name? Yeah. Do you know their tribe? I know. Something with a T. Tinos? I've never tried yes, to say it. Yes, Tinos. Mm-hmm. Uh, headdresses are really cool. Why don't you make your own fucking headdress that's not yeah. Native American? Just make, make a headdress. Make a headdress. Get creative. Creativity. Get some pigeon feathers. That's yes. more Native to where we live. Ew. <laughs> Go get rabies. <laughs> go get there you go. You want to? You want from Sarah. Native American headdress. Go get yourself some rabies. Then you'll um, be a little more. Then you'll get out of here, and we'll have to deal with you. Right. <laughs> it's all a plot. Why'd you tell them the whole plot? Damn it! I'm God. sorry. I always let these things spill out. I'm sorry. Back to uh, the show. We're going to talk about our chick oh, picks. Uh, oh. Derek has a really good point in the comments. If you are a white lady cosplaying, maybe skip pulling around two black guys with chains around their neck. <laughs> Which I'm, I guess would make an awkward situation if you have two black guys, they're just really eager to be your right, zombies. Right, you're gonna, and yeah. like, I'm really sorry, but no. Like, I just, you know, I'm not comfortable. <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah, just so you know. <laughs> That's a very good point. Thank you, Derek. We want to save anyone from making that mistake. Yes. Good job. Uh, so, Chick Picks, do you want to... Yes. Um, so my first chick pic, you guys may have seen my beautiful new pictures Love that I put them. up. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I feel so pretty. Um, <laughs> the photographer who did that, her name is Amber Jean. She's uh, Amber Jean Photography. Uh, I'm going to post a link. And she is based in L.A. And if you need pictures taken and you are based in the L.A. area, please contact her. She did hair and makeup and the pictures. She's what? great to work with. How and, much? Uh, <laughs> You're going to have to hook me up after the we, show. We will talk about it Because I need some curly hair photos next. Um, Because she is somebody who's really awesome and cool and trying to follow her dreams. And in the meantime is trying to also survive and not become homeless. So if you guys could help make that happen, it'd be great. My first chick pick is uh, someone we're kind of familiar with. I, I think some of you might know them. Uh, Quest Journals, uh, which make... They, they make specific journals to fandoms that you can take around cons, get your signatures in them, put your photos in them, and they're just so, they're these creative little scrapbooks. Like, it's bringing the idea of scrapbooking to the large convention platform, and I ran into them at uh, 
New York Comic Con just really wanted to shout them out again. They're called Quest Journals. You can find them on Twitter, on the internet. So if you just Google them, uh, really, really great little little business that uh, yeah, I think I needs some. Yeah, I love them. They just they showed me their Walking Dead one. I put it up on my Periscope while I was broadcasting, and like it's so neat. And yeah, they, I mean, like these are the journals that when you go get like that one signature that you really want from the Walking Dead cast, and you show them their Walking Dead journal, like, personalized, right. they'll flip out. Like, they'll love that stuff. So, definitely check them out and support them. My second jig pick is um, Maria Hooner. I've never Hooner. tried to say her name. Yes. yes. I've been it right this whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, she is a writer and editor. She's worked on a lot of awesome things like Womanthology, um, Emily and the Strangers, Emily and the Strangers mm-hmm. right? Uh, Angel and mm-hmm. Faith, uh, lots of things. She's really cool, and she does this art um, that she calls Monster Girls, and she draws these really cool, creepy girls, um, and they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she was kind enough to donate some of those prints, and a copy of her book, she actually uh, wrote under a pen name, but it is a mm-hmm. vampire-esque romance novel mm-hmm. um, under a pen name, Mila Noir. So, I basically put her link to her Twitter, because she has a few things I'd like you to check out. I'd like you to check out her book, and if you have the money to spare, you should definitely buy it to support her, because it's awesome, and she's awesome, and uh, you should also consider buying any art prints if you like any of her stuff. Mm-hmm. So go give her a follow, and tell her Sarah sent ya. Uh, my second chick pick is Star Wars Shadow Quarry, a, a brand new radio drama that I play uh, an Imperial commander what? in. Yeah, so exciting. Um, so it's gonna be it's really cool. The first episode is now out on RadioFreeTatooine.com. There are little ten minute episodes of the audio drama that are airing at the end of each week's podcast. So I would definitely recommend that you not only listen to their awesome podcast because I mean these guys are great. I love them. They're good friends of mine. But at the end of each episode, check out Star Star Wars Shadow Quarry. It's about uh, a rebel force within the Outer Rim who uh, end up joining forces with some unexpected allies, i.e. me. And I play a very sarcastic Imperial uh, who is also a good pilot. So go check me out and other people as well. That's awesome. Congrats. Uh, And my final chick pick is if you would like to read um, a free chapter of my book that I'm writing, it's chapter six, I'd love to send it to you. Email avaricetouched at gmail.com and say, I want to read it, and I will send it to you. I will not send you spam. I will not send you ads uh, to touch my butt uh, or anything else you'd be nervous about. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why you'd be nervous about sending me an email, but if you are, (laughs) know that I'm just going to send you that chapter, and if you like it, I might send you other chapters. Uh, and my final uh, chick pick is Her Universe Press. You can find them at HerUniversePress.com. If you guys know and love Ashley X Science Her Universe as much as I do, uh, you will know a little bit about what she does. And she just opened this branch uh, that is actually a publishing project for young adult authors. Uh, if you're writing a story with a female lead that is uh, on the rather upbeat side, you might want to check it out. They're looking for submissions right now for new authors. So... Make sure you go submit. I'm submitting. Yes, me too. So we're excited. Say hello to your competition assholes. <laughs> That'll get me in. I, I tried to make like a mean face. I don't know if you saw, but then you said that, and I just lost it. I'm like, oh, mean face is deactivated. Assholes. Buttholes. Buttholes. We're so nice to our viewers and listeners, and thank you if you're listening Call to this on faces. iTunes. <laughs> um, be sure to tell all your friends about Woman Up. 
I guess now we should do the rundown of all the ways and places you can connect with us. We yes. do this uh, every other Wednesday. If you're listening, you are either listening to this on allgames.com uh, or you are listening to it on iTunes. And we thank you either way. And you can find us on Twitter at Woman Up Show because Woman Up Podcast is our old one that we lost. Yep, um, don't can, follow that one don't anymore. That one. Um, <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at Sarah the Rebel. Sarah has an H. And you can find me anywhere uh, by searching for O Katrina, especially on Twitter. And also check out my other website, MossEisleyUnderground.com, where I run like five Star Wars podcasts. It's really great. She's really losing her mind. You should I'm send help. Losing my mind. Please come help me run my website. Thank you. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's it. Look at us being on time. We're actually seven minutes early. Do you want to like goof around and talk about random stuff? No, 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 no. She's trying to leave early. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm actually not even supposed to leave until 9, because well, my anyone, car isn't due then. Does anyone have any other questions then? Yeah, Q&A time! Um, but let's go by for the um, the audio version, I think. Yes! Uh, so thanks so much for listening. I have been Sarah the Rebel. And I have been on Katrina. And this has been Woman Up Podcast. Podcast. See you next time, losers. Yay! Uh, 